and welcome to this special broadcast. You're in for a real treat. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, co-host of Take Two with Jerry and Debbie, and also the co-host of The Spirit World with Adam Bly, heard across the network. Today and tomorrow, we have a, a two-day uh, two live morning episodes planned just for you to preview the exciting additions and changes and new shows added to the program schedule on Guadalupe Radio. I'm truly honored and humbled that I was asked to sit in and host this two-day event. There's no accident how God works, and we believe it was proven by the fact that this world-renowned guest that is coming on air with us in just a few moments to answer your calls just so happened to be in Dallas this week. He graciously agreed to come into the Dallas studios and spend over an hour with us this morning sharing about his brand new show airing in a few weeks on EWTN Radio. I'm going to keep you in suspense just a little longer because there's even more to share. Tim Mott, our producer, will be opening up the phone lines after the first break so that you can call in and speak to this guest yourself. Just saying... You're going to want to talk to him. So allow me to give you the number in advance, 877-757-9424. Here's what's in store for you the next few days. Tomorrow, we'll be spending your drive time introducing you to the new host, Keith Downey, and the many segment contributors of your morning radio show, Morning Joy, Where Truth Matters. Then, on Friday, your regular programs will be preempted so that we can bring you full coverage of the March for Life. After you catch The Spirit World on Saturday... Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Okay, I had to get that in there, Tim. Att you can attend Mass on Sunday, and you're ready to start the week. On Monday, Morning Joy with Keith Downey and crew debuts bright and early at 6 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Eastern with the multi-talented Tim Mott, Senior Producer at The Controls. Lots of exciting news at Guadalupe Radio with some program changes as well. A favorite of our listeners, A Life Lived Joyfully, has been moved to primetime, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. Okay, okay, I can't keep you in suspense any longer. Tim, we need that drum roll for this next part. And beginning in February, a brand new show from the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network will be debuting at the 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern time slot. It's called Beacon of Truth, and the host is the very popular speaker, author, preacher. He's in studio, the dynamic deacon, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Hey, hello, everybody. It's great to be with you. Thank you so much. How did you like that introduction? Wasn't that great? <laughs> you did a great job, Debbie. That was awesome. <laughs> do, do you know, I, I typed everything out late last night, Deacon, and then and wouldn't you know it, the first three lines I messed up at the very beginning, and I was like, wow, I lost my place already. This is not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the cold weather affecting your brain, I think. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's the excuse. Well, Deacon, welcome to this special, really exclusive broadcast. I know we always want to start in prayer, so would you start us in, in prayer, please? 
Sure, sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, God, we are so grateful for this time together this morning. We are so grateful for Guadalupe Radio Network and all the wonderful things they do to serve the church, to bring the good news of the gospel uh, to all of the listeners. And today we celebrate the Feast of St. Anthony of the Desert, the first monk. And, uh, you know, Lord, we want to thank you who brought St. Anthony of the Desert to serve you um, in a wondrous way in the, by life in the desert. We ask you to grant through his intercession that when we deny ourselves and, and sacrifice things for, for you and for others, that we may always love you above all things and to put you first in our life. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we will open up the phone lines, but I really want to dive into um, the dynamic deacon because I'm on the website, deaconherald.com, and I could never do it justice. I would be reading um, until, you know, next Tuesday, your bio and everything you've accomplished uh, by way of your studies and your um, several books that you have written and everything that you've done, your vocation. So I want to kind of get allow our listeners to get to know you better. I don't know how they don't know you already, Deacon. I mean, everywhere I go, everybody says, do you know Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers? I said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. He's wonderful. <laughs> um, and um, But I'd like to start back at, you know, uh, at the beginning. You know, we don't have to, we don't have to say, I was born on this day, you know, that type yeah. of thing. But, <laughs> but we'd like to get to know you better. But let me open up the phone lines because Tim, Tim Mott does such a great job. He's going to be answering calls. And actually, you can congratulate Tim, folks, um, on this wonderful new morning show that's debuting uh, Monday, uh, Morning Joy, Where Truth Matters. So you can dial in right now, speak to the deacon, 877-757-9424. He shared with us that he's willing to entertain pretty much any question or comment, or maybe you can make some suggestions for uh, future topics for his live call-in show that's coming um, the first, um, kind of around the beginning of February, I believe. Yeah, February 5th, yeah. Oh, February 5th, so we have a date. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, I know that um, we share the same producer, Ace McKay, so... Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because every time I, I uh, sign on for take two, I always say, Ace, anything going on with the deacon? Anything happening? He, and he goes, oh, we got lots of plans. It's going to be a great show. So everybody's super excited, Deacon, and we are as well. Congratulations. But Deacon, this is a special broadcast because we wanted our Guadalupe radio listeners, um, we wanted to give them a chance to uh, hear about your show, the lineup changes, the new programs on the network, get to know one another better, open up the phone lines. We're really uh, exploring that more about letting the listeners really interact with the hosts. And then we think it's very important. So you're going to talk more about that, about your show. But Deacon, you're in about, um, about seven minutes, we're going to hit the pause button for a little bit but let's begin could you maybe take us back i mean take us on down memory lane you know start at the beginning i know you lived in new jersey so i definitely want to talk yeah, about that yeah so very quickly I, I was born in barbados in the west indies and um I, we we came to the uh, united states when i was about three years old uh i'm the first baptized catholic in the history of our family so my mom was the first catholic she converted to the catholic faith as a teenager and uh but she didn't have to be Rebaptized. She was Methodist and converted to the Catholic faith. And so I'm actually the first 
baptized Catholic. I was baptized uh, a few weeks after I was born. And so my mom, uh, when she came, when she, we, she brought us to the United States, um, raised us in the Catholic faith. I mean, it was so important to her that we have a Catholic education. So uh, she was a cardiac care nurse and worked the graveyard shift so uh, that she can spend the most time with us kids. And, um, yeah, I went to Catholic grade school, high school, uh, gr- uh, college and graduate school, all at Catholic institutions. And so, uh, yeah, so I, I thought I might be uh, have a calling to the priesthood. I remember being uh, 11 and 12 years old, serving Mass and just loving being on the altar and seeing myself uh, doing what the priest was doing up there. And uh, I ended up going to a Benedictine high school, St. Benedict's Prep in, in Newark, New Jersey. And they had a come and see program, which I did all four years of high school. I went, I'm the first person in my family ever to go to college. Uh, and thanks be to God, I had an academic scholarship to University of Notre Dame. I went there for four years. Then I worked for a year at the university. And then I joined uh, the Benedictines. Uh, I was there for a, a few years, and then my mom got sick and almost died. My parents were divorced. I left the monastery to take care of my mom and my sister, who was still in high school. And uh, I went to a wedding and met the woman and ended up being my wife. <laughs> so she's she's from the, the West Coast, uh, and so ended up going out West, discerning a call to the diaconate. Uh, and uh, we went to University of Dallas for graduate school, and uh uh, from so ninety seven, I joined the program, uh, and I was in UD from ninety seven to two thousand, and then I was ordained a deacon in two thousand and two, and uh, and actually that's when I first met Jerry Usher. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing anything with Catholic radio or nothing. I, I was uh, got my degree from UD. I was in a parish, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Carl Olson, who is the uh, an author for Ignatius Press and an editor of Catholic World Report, invited me to speak at his parish in Eugene. And so I went down there, I gave a talk, and then um, the second time I was down there, someone from the Catholic radio station, you know, Modern Day Radio in Portland, Oregon, was there, invited me to be on the radio, and then Jerry Usher heard me and, and invited me to be at Catholic Answers Live, and then um, uh, Father Mitch Pacwa, who was teaching at the UD at that time, heard me, invited me to be on EWTN Live, and then from they just kind of snowballed from there. So, so now I have um, I have nine television series on EWTN. Uh, I had a radio show before. People might remember Morning Glory with Gloria Purvis and Monsignor Charles Pope, and uh, um, and since that show ended, and then it was the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, I haven't really done much on EW10 radio since then. I, I would fill in. I would do Catholic Answers Live, of course, and I'd fill in um, uh, for uh, for some of the uh, the Q and A shows when the the priest can't make it. They'd always call me to fill in, and, and so I was presented with this opportunity to do a new show, and I was excited to be back on EW10 radio again. So and that's kind of how my story in a nutshell. That's amazing. Okay, so what I really want to talk about that's like super important. Do you miss New Jersey pizza? That's all I want to know. Okay. <laughs> oh yes, and, you know there there really is a difference, and I think it has to do with the water. I know. Everybody says that it's the water. You know, uh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. different. 
Well, and you know, we have our friends in our um, um, at Catholic Spirit Radio listening to us uh, this morning, and they're right outside of Chicago, so they're going to probably be sending us messages going, Chicago <laughs> pizza is better, okay? But it's true, it's the water, you're right, uh, Deacon, I, I completely agree. Um, but Deacon, that is an amazing journey. I have to tell you, I've told you this before, I don't know if I've ever said it on air, but behold the man, um, a Catholic vision of male spirituality, uh, that book is bought is on my husband's nightstand it has been there for years he loves that book amazing do you get yeah. a, you, you must get a lot of compliments on that book yeah so uh, i've written six books now um that was my first one and i never ever envisioned myself as an author ever um but how that happened was a couple of things first of all um i uh, a meeting with christopher west um, he was on a sabbatical. He, he came back off a sabbatical and one of his first engagements was in the Pacific Northwest. So I got a chance to sit down with him and he encouraged me to start writing. And then, uh, the big th- break came when I left my, my law enforcement career in 2012 to start speaking and, uh, full time. Uh, I got a call from Mark Brumley, who was, uh, an adjunct professor at the University of Dallas. So we, I had him for class. And he asked me, you know, hey, since you left your job, you got time to write for us. And so we kicked around some ideas and Behold the Man, which was my first series on EWTN. I basically took the script from that series and turned it into a 300-page book. And um, wow. we debuted it at the World Meeting of Families in Philadelphia in 2015. And uh, it's done uh, very well. I, 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 get, I still get uh, many, many compliments about the book. And mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't trying to do anything except really... Um, try to understand what's the theology behind what it means to be an authentically Catholic man. And, uh, and that's why I try to do it in that right. book. My latest book is called Building a Civilization of Love, a Catholic Response to Racism. Wow. Is, is that out yet? Is, uh, is yes. Out? Oh, yeah, it, is. it came out. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Came out back in uh, October. Well, and a lot of this is probably on EWTNRC.com. So we, they can probably get a lot of your books there. But also, can they get them right at, on your website or do they go to like the normal places like Amazon and that type of thing? Yeah. So I, what I encourage people to do is uh, either go to EWTN Catalog, just go to my website and go straight to the distributor or go to a Catholic bookstore. Oh, you know, okay. we, we got to make sure we support our, our brick and mortar uh, Catholic uh, bookstores. So, and, I, and I'm a bookaholic. Me too. If, if, if people have seen my USCCB uh, videos where I, where I do my reflections, they see my, my, uh, my books in the background there. Wow. Well, let's hold it right there. We're with uh, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers. He's in our Dallas studios. You can see him on video. He'll wave to you. All you have to go to is GRN Online YouTube. We're waving to you. When we come back on the other side of the break, let's get your calls. 877-757-9424. Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the Church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. I worked in pro baseball for a long time, and we play on Sundays. And it was an easy excuse. Uh, I took the easy out and just didn't go to Mass. 
when I was in college, I ended up having a lot of questions about my faith, and I ended up leaving the church. I might have gone to church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. Went through a divorce and um, ended up being a single parent. If I didn't have church or God, I, I, I would be back at that lonely stage, that trouble stage. Whenever you get anxious and worry about things, you just know that Jesus has it under control. Now that I'm back in the Catholic Church, I'm a new person. I love it. And it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. When you come home to the, to the church, you're coming home to a Catholic family where people today just embrace you. I have a peace when I walk through the doors of the Catholic Church, like that's where I belong. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. For this special broadcast, we have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers with us. He is the host of the new show coming out on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network, February 5th. It will be broadcasted here on the Guadalupe Radio Network at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Um, Eastern Time, and we are excited about that. The name of the show is Beacon of Truth. Let's talk about that. Did you pick the name Beacon of Truth? I'm curious. Uh, no, that was the folks at uh, EWTN. Uh, like I said uh, uh, earlier in 2023, they approached me um, about this. We want you back on the radio. Um, you know, you kick around some ideas. So I actually met with Dave Vastris and who many radio people know who he is. And and uh, I happened to be in Bowling Green, Ohio, and he came down and and we kind of met. And uh, we, I, you know, I kind of talked to him about some ideas and ended up pitching something to EWTN, and they liked it. And and then when they decided to move forward, uh, yeah, they picked the, the the name Beacon of Truth. They ran a couple by me, and I like that one the best. So, I I love it as well. You are gonna maybe uh, weave in a lighthouse or something, right? Because Beacon yeah. of Truth, right? <laughs> well, they like the whole Beacon Deacon thing. You know, yeah. it's kind of a. As a nice uh, little synergy there, and uh, right, and, and right. now really, what is the show is going to be about? You know, we're we're going to be um, actually developing it over time, but but uh, but honestly, um, it's going to be about preaching the truth in love, Ephesians four fifteen. You know, I I talked to to uh, uh, I, I traveled two hundred fifty seven thousand miles last year, I've been to seven countries, and uh, what I hear from young people more than anything else, they they tell me we want to hear the truth. And we're not hearing it. Uh, I was in Papua New Guinea last July, and I spoke to over 2,000 youth at a youth rally. One of my my days there at the, the, the John Guise Indoor Stadium, and uh, thousands of young people. And the 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 thing that surprised even the organizers is during the Q and A session. And these kids were asking questions that were deep. That means these kids are thinking about what's going on in their culture, what's going on in their life, what is my role, how do I, how do I interact with what's going on in, in the culture. And uh, uh, they're, they're thinking deeply and seriously. The way Bishop Barron, I, I, got a, I was so honored to speak at the Good News Conference hosted by Word on Fire down in Orlando, you know, with, um, with Bishop Barron and, and Peter, Dr. Peter Kraft and um, uh, Jordan Peterson and uh, Father Mike Schmitz. It was, it was awesome. And the way Bishop Barron put it with young people, what, what he's hearing is that they have questions that we're not answering. And that's what this show is going to be about, weaving in Scripture, the teachings of the church, and the everyday lived experience. So we can truly become the Catholics that God created and calls 
each one of us to be. Deacon, I'm definitely tuning into this show. As I, I you probably know this because we work together. We um, yes, we loved uh, promoting you all over the world. I loved it. It was the best phone calls I've ever ever gotten when people said, "Can we have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers?" I'm like, "Yeah, let me just look at his schedule. We're we're we're, we're uh, putting on the calendar two years ahead of time and stuff." It was hilarious. I mean, people were booking you way in advance, and I loved that. But Deacon, you you probably you know this, but maybe our listeners don't don't know that about me my um graduate degree is an adolescent i mean i have a master's degree in theology but i did my thesis uh paper on adolescent spirituality so what you're sharing i completely agree i did case studies on uh youth and young adults and that's what i i i I did my whole um um defense on and paper and everything that we had to do for our graduate degree and i will tell you you are (laughs) It is such a, an audience that, that we need to serve in a, in a real way. They want the truth. They want the real raw truth. They don't want anything glossed over. You're spot on, Deacon. This is going to be a very, very popular show. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Do, were you aware? I just heard this, and, and I'm not seeing a lot of reports on it. The, the recent uh, Sikh uh, conference, um, uh, the collaboration led by Focus, there were... Th- uh, thousands and thousands of youth there and they were i mean stood in line for for hours to go to confession i mean that is amazing don't you don't you think oh yeah there were over twenty thousand youth there and uh you know college age kids and uh, uh, why is that that should I really shouldn't shock anybody because uh they, they're hungry they're hungry and they're being fed by uh focus and by events like seek um, uh, like I said, I, 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 I uh, when, after I left Papua New Guinea, I went to Australia and, uh, some of the biggest groups I spoke to were young adults. Yeah. I mean, I, the first church I spoke at was a Chaldean, uh, Catholic, uh, church and it was a youth night and it was packed. I mean, literally standing room only where people standing out in the hallway. Um, and they were hungry. They want to hear the beauty of the truth to, to connect. Uh, what we believe as Catholics, especially our, our, our faith in Jesus Christ, present body, blood, soul, divinity, Eucharist, and in all the other sacraments, and how that's connected with their everyday lived experience. Because we're afraid, for some reason, to talk about uh, these things in the life of the church. And so um, and that's why I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to, to have this show, to be able to be a beacon of truth for people that are seeking. Because remember, truth is not a philosophical construct uh, or, or an idea that we form in our minds. Truth is a person. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, not a truth, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. So to bring that life of Christ into the life of, of all of our listeners and to the, and to help connect that life of Christ to the everyday lived experience is very exciting. We have uh, the show on the Guadalupe Radio Network, The Spirit World, and I, my co-host is Adam Bly. And oh, it was I very, love Adam. Yes, he's amazing. Religious demonologist. He's a paratus in his, in his work, a church decreed expert. And, uh, and Deacon, um, we had a, um, a Satanist that called in on our show. Uh, Tim, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on this because Tim is our producer. Um, we, we share all producers and everything. It's a real close family on Catholic media, Deacon. And, uh, and so we had this, um, this Satanist call in at the end of the show 
And Tim, Tim was amazing. He kept saying to me, Debbie, you got to close the show. You got to close the show. So, you know, how do you, how do you kind of take that call back from a person that calls in and, and, and talks like that? And, and exactly, Deacon, I, I, I looked up to, to the, to heaven and I said, Lord, you got to help me with this real quick. Cause I think I got like 10 seconds. And that's exactly what came to me was I, I said, you know, we've got to, we've got to speak the truth and the truth has a name and his name is Jesus. And I closed the show and I, thought and I thought wow you know I, I that didn't honestly deacon that really didn't come to me I was praying because I was like Lord help me I gotta I gotta close this show quickly but you know it was interesting that you just said that and I think the more we share that with our youth the more they can they can lean on that and live by that like you said and practice you know being being faithful and Jesus I trust in you that's why I love the divine mercy messages let's we'll talk about that as well but let me uh, give the phone number again because we do have the phone lines open now uh, Tim's got them ready to go he's got his headset on going to take uh, your calls here is the number if you'd like to speak to Deacon Harold Burke Sivers he's amazing to talk to I can talk to him the whole entire time folks but we want to open the lines for you so you can ask questions you can congratulate him you could maybe Maybe you heard him speak um, a couple years back or at your church or at a mission. Please call in. Don't hesitate. Here is the number. We're very friendly here. 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. And you mentioned Dave Asherez and you mentioned uh, Monsignor Charles Pope. Interesting that you that you shared uh, those two uh, fine individuals. Um, your co- your former co-host Monsignor Pope. He has on uh, he's twice on the network during the week with um, a life lived joyfully on on Guadalupe Radio Network, and he's also going to be a contributor on our new morning show. Uh, morning joy. So we're very excited about that. So Monsignor Pope will be with us. I want to call it Mondays with Monsignor. I just think that sounds cool. What do you, what do you think, Deacon? Yeah, I love that. Monsignor Pope is one of my favorite people in the whole world. And I'm uh, so glad that he's uh, back on the radio and back helping to, to uh, bring Jesus in a deeper way into people's lives. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I want to thank Becky, who's on YouTube, excited for the show. Thank you, Becky. And I hope you become a, a regular listener. Wow. Thank you, Becky. Oh, we're waving to Becky. Becky, that's so cool. Becky's watching on YouTube. We've got one person watching on you. No, we got more than that, but we're just teasing. <laughs> I'm just teasing. So Deacon, and then you mentioned uh, Dave Asherez. And Dave Asherez is the president of Annunciation Radio in uh, the Diocese of Toledo. Um, and um, Dave Asherez is a, a segment contributor for the new morning show as well. He is going to be doing the word of the day. And so he'll do the gospel reflection. So we're very excited about that. So your friends and former co-hosts are going to be on our, our new morning show. So this is just wonderful. I love this. This is amazing. Folks, please pick up the phone and dial in 877-757-9424. And you can speak to Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. How did you get uh, Dynamic Deacon? Did you come up with that? Or Oh, no, no. Fact, <laughs> so when I was discerning leaving my job and doing this full time, I was calling my apostolate Aram Cordis, which is from the first line of the rule of St. Benedict, because I was a Benedictine. It means ear of the heart. 
And so that's what I was calling my apostle because I wasn't doing it full time. And so when I, uh, uh, I had a, a, a Catholic publicist kind of work with me to kind of transition out of my job into speaking, she said, well, you know, Arm Cordis, I don't think I can, people can't pronounce that. They don't know what it means. They can't associate it with you. He said, we have to come up with something different. I said, well, uh, well, okay, you know, and so she thought about it for a few days and they called me back and said, what about dynamic deacon? I'm like, no, because how arrogant that sounds. Like I should have a big D on my chest with a cape or something like that. I'm like, no, big dynamic deacon. And no, and, and then, and so, but she's an expert. So I said, well, you know, she goes, well, the, you know, the, the deacon and the dynamic and the way you speak and, you know, and people can associate it with you. I said, well, they can't associate it with me. It's associated with Jesus, you know, so I, you know, so I had to get kind of get over myself, but it, it's fine now. I mean, I, I trusted her and, um, you know, and it's it's kind of stuck, and, and people seem to like it. So, oh, I love it, I love it. But now you're going to be Beacon Deacon. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we, what are we going to do here, Deacon? This is amazing. Um, I love it, Beacon of Truth. It starts February 5th on EWTN Radio. We're going to be um, showcasing it here on Guadalupe Radio Network. We're so excited about it. So, um, Deacon, do you have a co-host? Are you doing this on your own, or how how's that how's that working? Yeah, so I'm going to be doing it uh, on my own, and then we're going to have some um, uh, some guests uh, occasionally as well. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and um, looking forward to being back uh, on the EWTN Radio family again. Yeah, that is wonderful. Well, we're going to hit the pause button in about uh, 45 seconds. We do have the phone lines lighting up because you guys want to uh, talk to uh, the dynamic Deacon, Beacon, Deacon, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, I'm going to just continue the conversations if you don't call in. So, so fill those last couple phone lines, 877-757-9424. And uh, Deacon, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about um, how the show is structured, uh, what you want, uh, uh, in addition to what you shared already, what you want to uh, achieve down the road, because you said it's going to evolve and take shape, and that's wonderful. So you hear that music. Tim is right on cue. When we come back, we'll get to the phones. Please jump in, pick up those last couple phone lines, open phone lines, 877-757-9424. This is the Pope Paul VI Institute Minute with Dr. Tom Hilgers. During my OBGYN residency at the Mayo Clinic, I was committed to the pro-life movement and was very involved in it as an author and activist. When I graduated, I made the decision not to prescribe the birth control pill in my medical practice, yet I needed to give my patients a reliable means of family planning. I began to see natural methods of fertility regulation as an extension of the pro-life movement. So in 1976, with a small team of researchers at St. Louis University School of Medicine, I began an independent investigation of the cervical mucus observation and its correlation to fertility. From this, we were able to standardize the mucus observation and thus develop the Creighton Model Fertility Care System. Until next time, I'm Dr. Tom Hilgers. For a complimentary gift and more information on the Pope Paul VI Institute, log on to www.popepaulvi6.com. I've been listening to Guadalupe Radio for a couple years now, and I think it was a bumper sticker I saw on somebody's car one time, and it's a radio station that I don't have to be concerned about or worried about. When the kids and I are driving, 
don't have to worry about inappropriate items. It's just the opposite. It's educational. I've learned so many different topics and on different subjects that I couldn't believe being a Catholic and being baptized as a child. There's so many things I didn't know. And now in these past couple years that I've been listening in, I've learned so much. for this very special broadcast with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. We're talking about his um, new show coming up on EWTN Radio, February 5th. It's going to be on the Guadalupe Radio Network uh, lineup at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. So you don't want to miss it. It's a call-in show. So we're kind of uh, practicing right now. So you need to call in so you can speak to the deacon, the beacon deacon. Uh, that is, I think I still like <laughs> dynamic deacon better. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I like beacon deacon, although we have to sell merchandise that has lighthouses on it or something. I just feel it, you know? Um, but uh, if you want to talk to Deacon Harold Burks, Sivers, 877-757-9424. You know, Deacon, I won't put you on the spot of how how um, old you are. I'm 58. Okay, I'm just, I'm full disclosure, I'm 58. Am I older than you? No. I'm not? Oh, actually, thought- you are older. Yeah, you are <gasps> older than me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't look it, though. I really? look I look in my 50s. <laughs> you don't. So, <laughs> Thank you. I'll pay you two bucks, okay? Two dollars for that. Um, I, I thought I was older than you. But you know, Deacon, I, I, as I get older, I go down memory lane. Do you ever do that? Do you ever reflect back on your life? I, now I'm starting to do that. Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, I, and I, especially I think about, you know, how I got to, to do what I'm doing now. You know, I look back like, okay, you know, back when I was a kid and, you know, uh, when my parents got divorced and the responsibilities I took on then and, and how everything God in his, in his plan, uh, worked it out in such a way that it, everything in my life was pointing toward, uh, the things that I'm doing. I prepared me for what I'm doing now. See, when you look back in retrospect, you realize that the things in the past helped shape you into the person that you are today, but, your past does not determine your future. A deep, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ determines my future, determines who I am. And, and that's, that's a, an issue for today. You know, we, we're in an identity crisis, uh, in our culture today. Uh, we're allowing cultural constructs, um, to, to shape who we are. But our identity is a divine identity in Jesus Christ. Um, so people say to me, you're a black Catholic. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm a Catholic who's black. <laughs> I said, what do you, what do you mean? Are you denying your black identity? I'm like, no. When I stand before Jesus Christ, when I die, he's not going to ask me how black I am, right? He's going to say, did, mm-hmm. did you pick up your cross and follow me? You know, um, when, when things were tough and, and you were being maligned because of me, did you just get up and keep moving forward? Or did you cave in and capitulate to the culture like so many, sadly, so many Catholics and people of faith have done? You know, and, uh, so I, you know, so, so my identity is a, uh, a, a son, an adopted son of the living God through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's my divine, that's who I am. Uh, and, and when you begin to see people that way, that helps you appreciate all the other, other accoutrement that goes along with being who, so, so yeah, my, my Beijing culture, my West Indian culture, or my food, my heritage, our music, I love all of that. I thank God every day that I'm black, but that, that's not my identity. My identity is a child of God. And, uh, 
And, and so now that you see me that way, you're able to appreciate all the other things that, that, uh, that allow me to express who, who I am in that divine identity. Deacon, I have to ask you a couple of questions. What I, knowing you personally, you're very, I would say you're very reserved when you are outside of preaching, right? Or teaching. What happens to you? Because there's like this amazing burst of Holy Spirit energy that happens to you. Do you feel it? Or, I mean, we sense it and we can hear it. And what, what happens? I'm, I'm just curious. Yeah, that's a great observation, Debbie, because I said, you know, we've known each other for such, such a long time now. Um, yeah, so I'm an introvert, actually. Uh, people forget that I was in a monastery, you know, and I was very happy there. Uh, in fact, um, I think you asked me once, when do I feel most like myself? And I answered in adoration. You know, I, I love that time with the Lord. I love being silent. I love being by myself. Like I'm in a hotel room right now speaking at Nolan Catholic High School this evening, which is why I'm in, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, and I just love being in a hotel. I kind of treat it like a, like a little, uh, getaway, like a little retreat, you know? And, uh, uh, but when I'm, but when I go out to speak, you know, that, that's, again, I'm just the instrument. God's the musician. So I'm just trying to be a finely tuned instrument in God's hands so he can use me for his glory, right? Psalm 115 says, not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name, give the glory. So I want to make sure that in everything I'm doing, I'm glorifying the Lord. Mm-hmm. Wow. I have to thank you so very much, and I've never, I've never gotten the opportunity to thank you um, on air publicly. Um, my husband and I, we just love you for when you shared with, uh, I can't, I can't remember what show you did it on. I don't think it was take two. It was maybe, it might have been Catholic answers. You shared about online, uh, real time adoration. You said that. Uh, you, yes. During and, the pandemic. Yes. Yes. And my husband and I got so attached to that. And every time we sit in front of the Lord, um, I think I, I thank you. I always I always look up to heaven and I say thank you, Deacon Harold, for sharing that with us because it 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 has been such a spiritual game changer for us because especially when you know when I, and I travel as well and you can't get you can't always get to a church or you don't have a a, a a rental car or something to get there and so to have it on your phone or to have it on the TV. I love how EWTN does um, the beautiful adoration. I mean, it's just wonderful. I mean, we're very blessed aren't we deacon that we have um mass and the rosary and devotions and and all sorts of things on the radio 24 hours a day can you speak to that because i sometimes i think we take catholic radio a little bit i think sometimes a little bit for granted yeah absolutely and and uh, who would have thought that an early 20th century technology would be one of the primary means for evangelization in the life of the church today in the 21st century where you have AI. I mean, there's, there's some Protestant churches where it's completely online and this AI pastor, you know, it's not even a real person <laughs> leading the service. I'm like, whoa. So, you know, we, we, we can't get, I mean, technology is a wonderful thing. And the leaps and bounds that the Catholic Church has made through Catholic Radio, uh, through in, in the incredible work of Guadalupe Radio Network, for example, uh, and, and how that's making a difference in the lives of Catholics um, all throughout the United States and around the world. It's fantastic. Um, uh, but we can't lose our humanity uh, because of the technology. You know, and that's why I think radio is so powerful because people can listen in their car, on their, the app on their phone, uh, in their home. 
you know, so it really creates a space where people can listen and they can process what they're hearing and, and think about, okay, how, how can I now learn more about my faith to help me grow deeper uh, in, in love with Jesus and closer to his most sacred heart, mm-hmm. you know, so, and, and Catholic radio is doing that, um, by leaps and bounds. And that's why I think it's so popular. You mentioned adoration. I just want to just say real quick, why is adoration so important? I mean, because you could pray anywhere. You could pray in your house, you could pray in your car. But you know, like when I travel, you know, I call my wife and I often we often FaceTime so we can see each other. But I'd rather be with her. Cause isn't it always better to be in the presence of the person that you love when you're talking to them? Mm-hmm. And that's what adoration is. And that's why it's so special. Wow. Powerful. See, Deacon, I was sharing with you that I'm, I'm getting older by the minute. I, I was going down um, one um, line of thinking. I said I was going down memory lane, and then I switched to adoration. But I wanted to share with you uh, real quickly that, you know, it's so interesting to me because I think sometimes as we look back on our life and we we have all these wonderful moments and we can hear presentations by you and others that, that do such a fine job at try, at communicating the gospel message with charity and clarity. And, and we go on with life, right? We're just going on with life. We're just doing life. What do you say to folks that they're kind of, um, hmm, how do I say this, Deacon? They're kind of in auto, on autopilot, um, going through all the motions of, of, of life. What can you say to them to kind of, uh, stay in the moment, uh, wake up, be alert, be ready, get in a state of grace, stay in a state of grace. Because I, sometimes I get a little bit nervous about folks that kind of are waiting to that deathbed conversion. Do you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And it makes me, makes me very nervous for them because I'm like, what if it doesn't happen that way? What if you don't get that, that really great moment that you can have the aha and I'm going to heaven type feeling at the end? You know, what, what can you say to that deacon for right now today? Our morning listeners, they're going to work. They're, they're trying to get on with their life. What can you say to them? But wait, a minute before you answer tim mott our producer he gives me these signals and he says you gotta stop talking because you're going to hear the music in <laughs> in about 10 seconds and he says stop talking debbie so that we can take a little br-. he doesn't say it like that he's very polite deacon but well sorry he's sort of polite okay and we're going to take a, a little break and deacon will answer that question because i think that you know our morning Listeners, they're, they're trying to get on with life. And, you know, what can we say yeah. to them to help them start living their best life today and to want to get in that state of grace, stay in that state of grace? Like my brother always says, you got to ride it out and love, joy, and peace, right? And so when we come back more with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, all about his new show starting in February, Beacon of Truth. If you want to call in and congratulate him, a lot of you are doing that and you're just calling in saying, congratulations, Deacon. But why don't you speak with him? Call us, please. Catholic Radio gives us something all day, every day, to fill our lives with our faith. We are completely inundated by the world constantly. Every time you go out shopping, the music that's playing, the the visuals that you see, TV, everything, we need Catholicism filling our minds. The Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Haven't you honestly wondered, why do all the different denominations break away from each other? Timeline, 1500s, Luther breaks from the Catholic Church. 16th century, John Knox is influenced by Calvin, breaks from Luther, thus the Presbyterians. 17th century, John Smith then breaks away and starts the Baptist. 18th century, Wesley breaks and starts the Methodist. Even crazier are all the scores of non-denominational individuals who break from each other, generally due to cosmic ego and, quote, a new revolution. Well, here's the three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the Bible. Judges 21 says, quote, In those days there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which is right in his own eyes. Secondly, physics. Once the dam breaks, water goes where it will. Luther broke Canon Law 331, which says about the Pope, By virtue of his office, he possesses supreme, full, immediate, and universal ordinary power in the church. And thirdly, my take. Gifted theologians can be just like my fourth grade friend who said, I'm taking my bat and ball and going home. so much for uh, tuning in to this two-day event. Uh, this is the first part, and we're talking to Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers in our Dallas studios here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Um, I just wanted to let our listeners know that Cecil Anderson, uh, she has been instructed to lock the studio door so we can keep Deacon <laughs> a little bit longer with us so that you guys can wake up and stretch and get your coffee, come on, and, may, and, and, and muster up the courage to talk to the dynamic deacon. I know it's difficult when you have something like dynamic deacon, you feel a little nervous. He's so nice to talk to folks. 877-757-9424. I'm still cracking up deacon because I, I, I'm going back to this uh, talking about going down memory lane. It's just hilarious because I, I've, I have such great memories of organizations from around the world that would literally call and they would say, we have to have Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. You don't understand. We have to have him. And we would say, and we would say back in the day, we would say, okay, you can have him, but, um, we're, what are you, what are you forecasting? What are you predicting for like five years out? You know, they're like, really? Really? I can't get him for like three or four years. We're like, yeah, that's about it. So get on the list. <laughs> is that, is that still happening to you? Well, yes, yeah, since the uh, post-pandemic now, it's happening with regard to Lenten missions. Oh. So my Lent is booked through 2026. So we're booking for 2027 right now for Lent. Wow. Um, yeah, but the rest of the year, you know, that, that fills up. So, for example, right, uh, this January by March, the rest of my year will be filled for this year and, and half of next year. By June of this year, half of next year will be gone. So it's so it's definitely picking up uh, post pandemic now, and even the international stuff is getting a lot of interest from overseas. I'm uh, this year, um, and I'll talk about this more uh, on the show. But I'm going to be going uh, to back to Australia. Uh, looks like I'm heading to the Philippines as well. I haven't been to the Philippines since before the pandemic, so I'm excited to go back there. I'm going to be going to. Uh, Father Chris Alar and I are going on pilgrimage together, we're going to Germany, Switzerland, and Austria, uh, in, um, in April. Uh, I'm, uh, Makali Ilabagiza and I are going to Rwanda together, um, in, uh, in November. Uh, so, so a lot of, a lot of amazing things happening this year. But, uh, just to answer your question real quick, but before the break, mm-hmm. you talked about, um, you know, how do we get out of the, our listeners get out of the rut of kind of their everyday kind of life and go deep with Jesus? You know, we can't live life in cruise control. 
I, I think what happens is like, you know, we, we, we get into a routine. We kind of have, you know, we get up, we get our coffee, we do our, our normal things. And, um, but, but life, living life in cruise control and being comfortable, uh, I think is, is what leads us to mediocrity in our, in our life. So for example, for me, when I had that experience with the Lord in adoration in 2011, you know, I was, I was doing, uh, I was teaching at the police academy contemporary threat assessment methodology. I was doing what we call pod insertion training. So, um, training police officers to go in and, and neutralize a threat for an active shooter. I was doing all that kind of stuff. I wasn't doing anything really on the faith and, uh, I was doing threat assessments and the Lord told me in adoration that night, in 2011, he said, if you want to take a relationship with me, well, first of all, he said, you know, I need you to do a different type of threat assessment for souls. And I said, oh, okay, uh, no. <laughs> and he said, yes. And I said, no. And he said, yes. And I said, but I'm very comfortable right now, Lord, in my life. He said, if you want to take a relationship with me to the next level, you have to get uncomfortable. And I said, oh, boy. And he directed my gaze to a crucifix. I'm like, oh, here we go. And that started the ride that I'm still on to, the, to this very day. So we have to get out of our routine uh, because if we get into our routine and we, you know, then we start to, to make Christ less of a priority because we get so caught up in the busyness of life. For example, I, I use this example as a married couple. Sometimes you'll, you see people married for 30 years and then get divorced. It's like, wait a minute. What? Wait, you've been together longer than you were single. How could you guys be getting divorced after so long? Well, what happens is it becomes about the business of the marriage, you know, managing the kids and the mortgage and all that kind of stuff. So when the last kid leaves the house, if you haven't been working on your marriage uh, with your spouse, then it becomes like you look at each other. Who are you? You become strangers. You know, so that can't happen in our relationship with the Lord. We have to keep an active prayer life, uh, and we have to constantly be learning and growing in our faith, which is why Catholic Radio, Guadalupe Radio Network, EW10 is so critically important because it helps us break out of that mediocrity and truly to move us forward to become the person who God created us to be. Wow. I can listen to you forever. But so uh, let me just share something with you. I said you were really great and you really impacted my spiritual life. But I have to tell you that we just aired the recorded broadcast um, because you you uh, mentioned um, Immaculate Illabagiza and she was in the EWTN studios um a couple months ago and we got to, I got to interview her. Uh, Jerry was off cause he's in seminary formation, as you know. And, uh, yes. so he, he was, he was busy at the parish. And so I got to spend the entire hour with Immaculate and, and she was amazing. That interview aired this week. And, um, I have to tell you, Deacon, that's the first time I ever got to really talk about it. She talked about her name and how her father named her. And I, I mean, she she changed my life in that one hour interview. I couldn't believe it, and I was like, "Wow!" So you get to you get to travel with her. You're going back to Rwanda, so that's going to be amazing. Now, let me circle t- back to the pilgrimage you're taking with Father Chris Alar, because I don't know if you know this, but I'm a big fan of Father Chris Alar. When you're going this April? Yes. Yeah, we're going to, like I said, Germany, Austria, and Switzerland. Uh, we were on um, pilgrimage together last year in France, mm-hmm. and we had a, we had an amazing time, so we decided to partner up and, and, and go on pilgrimage together again. 
And so we're going to be heading there. And, and it's like, it's way sold out. I mean, I think there's like oh. 140 people on the pilgrimage that oh, have signed thanks up Thanks a lot, that. Deacon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's going well, to be awesome. You can tell us awesome. about it, okay, when you get back. How's that? Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. And what I'm, what, honestly, the, what, the, one of the trips I'm most excited about is uh, my wife and I, thir- uh, it's our 30th anniversary this year. And, uh, yeah, so I asked her, what do you want to do? You know, and, uh, so I thought she might want to go to Europe or, you know, we, we went on a cruise once, but that was a working cruise because I was doing a, uh, act, yeah, so we, she came with me that first time. It was the Diocese of Orlando mm-hmm. was doing a marriage event and they did it on a cruise. So she came with me. And, uh, but she, we're going to go, um, we're going to do a Trans Canada train trip. We're starting in Vancouver, BC, going out to Halifax, Nova Scotia, and then up to Quebec City and, and down to Montreal. And, and the, one of the highlights for that trip is going to be in Montreal because the priest that runs the oratory, he's a personal friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I've known him for, we worked together for years. So, and he's running the oratory in Montreal now, the St. Joseph's oratory. So I'm excited to be, uh, to, nice. to see him again, but to, mostly to spend that, uh, two weeks with my wife, uh, Aww. traveling. So uh, this is not like opened for other married couples. This is just for you and your <laughs> no, wife. No, right? this, this is just for us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no kids. They can take care of themselves. They're all adults now. So <laughs> you do realize you're going to see us all at the train station waiting there, going, "Hi, Deacon. You invited us." You know. Oh, that that is fantastic. When is that going to happen? Your anniversary so our, trip. Our, yeah, our anniversary is in August, but we're doing the trip in May. Nice. Because it's cheaper <laughs> to do it. The, we, we found the, the the close you get into the summer, the like the more expensive it, it gets. Really expensive. We're like, nah, we we're not going to do it then. We're going right. to do a little earlier. Right. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Wow, that is amazing. Happy and happy early anniversary. That yeah, is incredible. How many children? Three. Uh, four. So, oh, four. Yeah, so you're four. You have four. I missed one. Yeah. Okay. How did I miss yeah. that? So you have four children. Mm-hmm. Okay. And their ages? I'm just I can't remember. Twenty five. Yeah. 23 and Mm -hmm. the twins are 21 the twins that's right you have twins that's right wow that is are they all are they at the uh house or are you empty nesters yeah so the oldest is gone she's she's out on her own Mm -hmm. and everyone else is still home so my other daughter she wants to be out (laughs) trust me (laughs) in fact we thought we thought she was going to go first but the the problem is all her friends went away to college and never came back to oregon so, um, so she can't, she's trying to find a group of people like to, you know, rent a house or something. Mm-hmm. Cause it's crazy expensive now living in Portland. Right. right. Um, but she also went to see her friends. So she might be moving to one of those cities. Like she was in, uh, Austin, Texas and Boston and Chicago. And so she might go there. I don't know. We'll see what the Lord has in store. And then the twins are home. My son's, um, uh, a chef. So he's working in a restaurant. And then <gasps> my, uh, my, his twin sister is a junior. In college, so yeah, so it's uh, it's uh, almost empty nesters, almost there. Very cool. So you you get some pretty good meals then, because your son must practice, right? Well, he mostly cooks for himself. Oh, oh, that's very kind of him. <laughs> well, so I travel, and then my wife is busy with her private practice, so it's uh, right. you know, he's mostly by himself at home. So yeah. 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 Well, you have a beautiful family and that is so exciting. We, we look, I'm so happy for you. Many blessings on that trip. That's, that's incredible for your anniversary. We're speaking with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. He's with, he's in our Dallas studios. Um, you can wave to him if you, um, well, virtually wave to him or we're waving back to you on the GRN <laughs> online YouTube and you can see Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. He's talking about his new show that's coming up in February, Beacon of Truth. You can speak with him. He's going to be with us just a little 
little while longer, and uh, we love, a lot of people are congratulating you, Deacon. I, I don't know if they're a little nervous to talk to the dynamic Deacon or, or what, but that's okay, you guys. He's very friendly. I'm telling you. Okay, he's <laughs> wonderful. You don't have to just call up and say to Tim, wish, wish Deacon a congratulations and then hang up. I mean, what's that all about? You can speak to Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Please just call this number, 877-757-9424. How about this? Deacon Harold, a lot of people don't, maybe a lot of the listeners don't know this. You're, you're, you were a life coach for many years, right? Yeah, I still have, uh, still doing it. Um, I nearly, and how that happened was people asked me for spiritual direction. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is, you know, I honestly, I, I tell people it's not that I don't want to do it. I just don't have time. I mean, between my travels and my responsibilities in the parish and my responsibilities to my family, I can't enter into that kind of relationship with someone. And so uh, kind of, a, you know, a plan B, I guess, would be the life coaching, uh, which mm-hmm. it, which I do for an hour. Um, you know, and I have a few people that that. Uh, that take advantage of that, but it's just uh, it's a time management thing, really. So, uh, Deacon, could our listeners, um, when they call in, could they ask you a question about marriage sure. and things like that? Oh, Absolutely. wow. Okay. Well, after the break, I have a question for you because this one comes up all the time. I'm Jerry and I have the uh, ministry stand tall and we're, we're life coaches as well. Uh, but the phone lines are now lighting up. Everybody's waking up. So that's good. Uh, and they're calling in. Um, so they probably, I'm going to uh, go to their questions first. But as you know, Deacon, we get a lot of questions and you, you brought it up about these families, these marriages that are staying together for a long time, raising the kids. Then the kids leave the home and the marriage changes and they they look at each other and they're like um you know maybe we should we should go our separate ways there's a lot to be said about that and i think we've we've got to spend the time helping these couples really um really work on that uh relationship so when we come back you hear the music we've got deacon harold burke sivers we've got your calls they're being screened right now very exciting we'll get to the phones when we come back um and please if you'd like to jump in on the action and make your call do it now we only have deacon harold for about um, 30 more minutes, that's it. It's going to go fast. 877-757-9424. Stay with us. Guadalupe Radio Network announces the launch of La Promesa Legacy Circle, formed to recognize and honor our dedicated donors who have made long-term commitments to the network through gifts from their estates. We invite you to join our family and allow us to be a part of your personal legacy. For more information on making a legacy gift for the benefit of the GRN and a guide to charitable estate planning, contact our friends at the Catholic Foundation at 972-661-9792 or info at catholicfoundation.com. The St. John Leadership Network presents Glance at the Gospel with Father Nathan Cromley. The church this Sunday bids us contemplate the call of Christ upon the first apostles. And it says here in the Gospel of St. Mark, As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. There's something unique about this call. He doesn't ask them to completely abandon everything that they knew and everything that they had been skilled at before they followed him. The apostles were owners of a small business. They had to know how to organize themselves and organize their energies in order to repeatedly and sustainably manage the fishing business. 
And our Lord picks up on that and will use those skills as they have to organize and manage the efforts of the evangelization as the church spreads. Now, the fact is, every single one of us is called by Christ to evangelize. Every one of us is called by Christ to follow him into a mission. Well, what are the ways that God has been preparing you and me in order to evangelize? It might be through our way of listening or our way of speaking, the questions that we could ask or the way we make people laugh. Are we ready to let God take the best of who we are and use it for his purposes to bring his kingdom and the knowledge of his gospel into other people's lives. This is what we need to be ready to do. And this is what he's inviting you to do. Give Jesus your greatness. Give him your talents. Give him what you're good at. Our Lord wants every part of us to be used for his glory and to win souls for his kingdom. For more information, go to www.stjohnleadershipnetwork.org. We are back. I'm Debbie Giorgiani, and I'm so excited to be with you for this special exclusive broadcast with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. We, he is taking your phone calls and, uh, you only have about, hmm, about 29 minutes to get your call in if you want to speak to the dynamic Deacon, Beacon Deacon. I love it. Oh, I'm going to be promoting your show big time, Deacon. You, you can count on me. Okay. Oh, and thank I'll you, do, Debbie. Yeah, I'll do it free of charge too. I really will. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, but here's Here's the number if you want to speak with uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, and you can talk about marriage, um, different situations you have with your kids. He's an expert in so many areas. I mean, I'm telling you, when I when we used to uh, book uh, speaking engagements for Deacon Harold, I mean, Deacon, you can speak on on every level, every topic, to different audiences, to different ages. I mean, it's just amazing how you relate to people. I remember one time, I do you remember this in, in Arizona? You came in. And, and you spoke at, a, I believe, at a mission. And then last minute, we said to you, Deacon, can you talk to this, these bunch of kids? And the kids were just captivated. I mean, you just went right in and you just ministered to them in, in such a, a beautiful way. Uh, it, it's God has gifted you abundantly, Deacon. Absolutely. And, and more blessings to you uh, every single day. You need to be around for another um, about 100 years. Okay. <laughs> so the number to dial if you want to get in, eight seven 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 five. Seven nine four two four. We're going to go to Bob Deacon in Arlington, Texas, and Bob is um, waiting so patiently. Welcome, Bob, to this very special broadcast with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. Well, it's my pleasure, Debbie, uh, and I want to wish you and Deacon a very uh, uh, joyous and happy New Year. No, thank but you so I, much, I Bob. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I've listened to you many, many times, and. Uh, the reason that I, I, I um, am prompted, you know, to uh, call and participate is because uh, I've heard you so many times. Uh, you are truly a blessing, you know, to our faith and to yourself and to your family and everyone uh, who is, you know, Catholic and non-Catholics, you know, because the way you speak, you know, it's, it's easy to understand um, you know, your talks. And if I was a Catholic and I listened to you, I, I, I would be encouraged, you know, to, to, to at least ponder 
and, and, and looking to becoming a Catholic. But uh, um, I do also want to wish you, uh, Deacon, a um, uh, uh, kudos on your marriage. <laughs> Uh, you said you're celebrating 30 years of marriage in, in August? Yes, yes, that's right. That's wonderful, sir. My wife and I celebrated uh, last August our 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. Congratulations. I hope to make it that far. That's awesome. Congratulations. Well, that's beautiful. In my 40s, you know, uh, in my late 39, I was 39, 38 years old, and I almost lost my wife uh, because mm. of... Uh, just the way I was, you know, I put her uh, second next to my friends, my drinking buddies, going out to sport events and stuff like that. And uh, I almost lost her. You know, she was on the verge of asking for a divorce. And we sat down and we had a talk. We went to church, talked to a, to a priest. Uh, that was in, This was in El Paso, Texas. And uh, so, you know, he convinced us to, um, uh, you know, just surrender ourselves to abandon our humanness. And to uh, begin to take um, marriage counseling courses, as well as um, uh, uh, t- taking lessons in the catechism of the Catholic Church, and-, and so on and so forth. So my wife and I did that, and here we are, you know, uh, on the verge of our 51st anniversary in August. Oh, that's wonderful, Bob. You know, I want to congratulate you because, you know, a lot of guys— uh, wouldn't want to go to counseling. You know, we have this thing sometimes in our heads as men that we can fix it ourselves. You know, I, I don't need anybody to tell me what to do and how to live. And that's a mistake because even Jesus needed help carrying his cross. You know, so, uh, so, so I want to just say congratulations uh, to you and to your beautiful wife for uh, almost 51 years now of, of marriage. And, you know, I'm so grateful to God. Uh, to be able to be able to uh, to do what I do and, and, and help bring the faith um, uh, in a way that's that's meaningful in people's lives. So thank you, Bob. Yes, sir. You are an inspiration, and I, I just want to you know thank you you know for your dedication you know to our Father, and that's why we yeah that's why He put us here on on Earth is to enjoy all of His creations, and we you know uh, we 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 don't realize that until, well, some of us, when we get older, and we appreciate everything that he's given us. So then now it's up to us to reach out to him and abandon ourselves, like I said, um, uh, live in his divine will, and let him work through us, like you say. It's not you, it's, it's the Holy Spirit working through you. And that's what he has done for the last, I would say, almost 30 years now. Yeah, you know, 20, 28 years or so that uh, he's been working in our lives. And we just see things, um, uh, life, um, life in itself, we just see it with a different lens. When he's working through you, and you know that it's not you doing it, but it's the Holy Spirit doing through you. So thank you very much, Deacon. I really uh, love your talks. Uh, I wish I could meet you one day. Um, I do belong to the Catholic Brothers for Christ here in Dallas. So uh, hopefully next time you make it down here, I'll be able to to reach out to you and shake your hand. God bless you, brother. Oh, I, thank you, Bob. I, that mean, that oh. really means a lot. You know, of all the places I travel in the United States, I come to Texas more than any other place easily. You know, I'll, I'll be here a number of times this year. I'm going to be in Waco, 
Next month, I'm going to be in Holotes, Texas in, uh, in March. I'm going to be in San Antonio in August. I'm going to be in Midland in September. And, uh, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be in October, November, December. I'll be in Texas somewhere too. So, so I, I look forward to that day, Bob, to, to meet you in person. And thank you again for, for your wonderful call. Likewise. And it, it, it appears that you're following the steps of Father Mitch Pacwa. Because he loves coming down here to take. <laughs> you know, he, he is my professor. He, he was my mentor in graduate <laughs> school. You know, so uh, yeah, and following his footsteps, you know, uh, I, that that's a beautiful thing. Oh, definitely. Well, God bless you, brother, and you be safe. And uh, again, congratulations on your thirtieth anniversary. Yeah, and thank, thank you, Bob, for, for for your work too. You're Aww. an inspiration as well. Oh, thank you, you Bob. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Have a happy new year. I t- it sounds like Bob's going to listen to your new show. And, and Bob, you put a big smile on, on Deacon Harold's face. So that's wonderful. Thank you, Bob. God bless you. We're going to stay in the great state of Texas. Then, uh, Deacon, we'll go to Juan next. And Juan's been waiting so patiently. Welcome to this special broadcast with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. How you doing, Deacon? Doing God well, Juan. You. Great to talk to you. Thank you. God bless you, and uh, I'm enjoying y'all's talk, and I've been looking uh, at your at the road you've taken. It's awesome. It's 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 awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for thank your you. service, <clears throat> and um, I just got a kind of crazy question, but um, I uh, I'm a diabetic, and um, this Sunday I was at work, and um, I lost my vision <laughs> out of the blue. <clears throat> I lost mm-hmm. my vision to my left eye. And um, it's happened to me already, like three times already, but it's so frustrating. And um, <clears throat> right now, I missed uh, my prayers. But since Sunday, I've, I've always prayed, uh, prayed the rosary every single day, every single day. But here, since Sunday, I haven't been able to pray it because I've been just so depressed. Uh, is it okay if I just Pretty one rosary make up the other ones. I mean, it's kind of like a little crazy question, but putting my whole faith in it to make up for the other ones that I haven't prayed. Yeah, that, that that's a great question. I can hear the pain in your voice as well, Juan. So we want to know that uh, Debbie and I and all of us, uh, EW, EW10 and the Guadalupe Radio Network family could be praying for you and, and um, you know, that, uh, that your eyesight get restored and, um, but as far as the rosary, yeah, don't worry about making up the rosaries, you know, cause, uh, I, I pray the rosary every day as well. It's an absolutely beautiful prayer. You know, um, we, we pray the rosary cause we're meditating on the deepest mysteries of our faith. Uh, the, 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 the passion, death and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ through the heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And so it's not like how many roses you pray is with the intention and the heart with which you pray it. So, and, and it's not, it's not like missing mass, you know, missing mass is a mortal sin. Missing a rosary is not, I'm not saying the rosary is not important, but it's not, you know, uh, it, sometimes life happens. Sometimes, you know, I'm traveling and I try to pray the rosary on the plane, on the plane that I fall asleep or something else happens, you know, so, uh, so you, you do the best that you can, but remember it's with the heart and the intention that you, that you pray to Rosie. And the thing is, and I know you lost your eyesight and you're depressed, but that's when you should be praying to Rosie even more. You know, um, 
asking God to be with you in those times of pain, in those times of challenge, not to push God away, which is sometimes a natural human tendency to do because you want to blame God for what's happening to you. But that's the times to move your heart even closer, more deeply into the life of God during those times of pain. You know, Jesus crying out on the cross, you know, uh, uh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22, he was praying that psalm for two reasons, not because he was abandoned by God on the cross. If you read the rest of Psalm 22, it's, it's written by David. It's a messianic psalm of fulfillment. So if you read the rest of the psalm, it says, they tear holes in my hands and my feet and lay me in the dust of death. I can count every one of my bones. These people stare at me and gloat. They throw dice from my clothes. That was written 700 years before Jesus was even born. So, so, so Jesus was praying that psalm to show the people that this psalm is being fulfilled in your hearing. And second, he, that abandonment that he felt on the cross in his human nature, cause obviously as the, the second person of the Trinity, he never was separated from God. He's always, cause he's, is, cause he is God. But in his human nature, he was allowed to experience that emptiness, that isolation, that desolation that we've all felt. All of us, when we're going through something really difficult and we're asking ourselves, where is God right now? Because we don't feel his presence in our life in those moments of challenge, in those moments of pain, you know, uh, and, and so... It's during those times that, uh, that we need God even more. So I would encourage you, Juan, during those times of pain, during those times of challenge, uh, to maybe, instead of maybe praying a rose in your house, get into the church, going, praying it in church or in the adoration chapel and changing the location where you pray. So you're actually closer to God. So I, I would say go to your church, go to adoration. If you don't have adoration in your parish, go to an adoration chapel somewhere nearby to another parish and, and pray the rosary there in the presence of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. Because I think that will help you. Um, he will, cause he will help you through that pain. Cause look, Jesus had died the most excruciating death you can die back in that day, which is crucifixion. But what happened after that? The resurrection. <laughs> cause there is no Easter Sunday without Good Friday. And most of life is Good Friday. Right. Psalm 90 written by Moses says our span is 70 years or 80 for those who are strong. And most of these are emptiness and pain, you know, so and and that's just the reality of life. But, you know, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, gave us the model of how to work through difficulties in life to get to the life of resurrection. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. so much. God bless you and keep on going. Oh, thank you. And we, and we will keep you yes. uh, in our prayers, Juan, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Juan, Juan. Juan we yes, pulled yes. out, I pulled out the take two family prayer book. I put you right um, on the top of the page. Okay. So you've got a worldwide audience praying for you, Juan. Okay. So feel those prayers. Would you, will you do that, please, sir? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. We're, yeah, we're thank with you. You know, thank you, Juan. Thank you so very much for calling in. Uh, Deacon, that's what it's all about, right? The mystical body of Christ in action. You know, when, when one of the body, part of the body is hurting, we're all hurting, or we should be, right? And when, yes. when part of the body is rejoicing, we all should be rejoicing. So we're in this together, which is, 
you, that, those are beautiful words, Tuan um, Deacon. You you are incredible. Your show, I, I I just know that people are writing down the time and the date and everything of your show, and they're going to be tuned in um, each and every weekday at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Eastern. Okay, so Tim is going to hit uh, the, the pause button one more time for this special broadcast, and if you want to get in and uh, make a call for Deacon Harold uh, and speak to Deacon Harold Berksivers, now is the time to do it just like Juan did and Bob and the others. Uh, so many folks, uh, Deacon, are calling in wishing you and Colleen a happy early anniversary. So that is fantastic. And so please, now is the time. Don't hesitate any longer, folks. 877-757-9424. Please stay with us. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say that we should stop opposing things like abortion and homosexual unions because there's simply nothing we can do about it? You can't prevent that stuff. It's inevitable. So just accept it. Well, G.K. Chesterton says the other word for inevitability is impenitence. We have let ourselves be dominated by the notion that there's no turning back. This idea is rooted in materialism and the denial of free will. Now this modern refusal to undo what has been done is not only an intellectual fault, it is a moral fault also. It is not merely our mental inability to understand the mistake we have made, it's also our spiritual refusal to admit that we have made a mistake. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Hi, Julie Carrick here, host of We Sing Our Faith, sharing the music and ministry of many of today's Catholic recording artists. I am delighted to be the host of this weekly program on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time. Julie Carrick with We Sing Our Faith, Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central, here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. final segment with Deacon Harold Berg-Sivers. I'm Debbie Giorgiani. Tomorrow you're going to meet uh, the wonderful um, host, uh, the new host of the morning show. Uh, you're going to love this show. A lot of contributors. Oh, Deacon, you mentioned some of them. Julie Carrick is one of them as well. And you just heard the, uh, the promotion for that. So for her show on, on the weekends. Wow. It's just amazing. I love, you know, Deacon, you know how I feel about this. I love, I love when everyone comes together and they work in a, in a groups, in a group effort, a group setting. I just feel like it just expands what God can do, especially using the radio. I love Love that. I love working in a team and, and this morning show, we're going to get to meet everyone, um, a kind of like the Brady Bunch style or Hollywood Squares <laughs> style. You're too young for that. You don't remember the Hollywood Squares. Oh, sure I do. You Paul do? Lynn. Paul Lynn always had that center, had the center, uh, <laughs> box there. And yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. I remember right. that. I love that. So Deacon, you're getting all these, um, happy anniversary messages and congratulations. You know what I got? I, you want to know? Would you like to know? I'll share yeah. with you. Okay. I got, I, this is the feedback I got. How did you forget De- one of Deacon's kids? That's what I got. You know, cause I said, what do you have? Three children? Deacon, listen, I'm 58. I, I can't remember what I ate for dinner last night. Okay. 
<laughs> I know I have a couple kids and grandkids, but that's about it. I don't, I can't keep uh, the count anymore. I didn't forget one of Deacon's children. I he has a beautiful family, and he, and Colleen's wonderful. And yes, he's been married for a long time, and he's going on a trip without us, folks. He don't be that's showing right. up at that train station. Okay, all right. <laughs> so Rosemary uh, Deacon is up, um, and she is waiting so patiently in San Antonio, Texas. And Rosemary, take it away for Deacon Harold Brooks. Good morning, Dick. Dick and Harold. Good morning, Rosemary. I I have uh, five children. Mm -hmm. And for 20 years, I lost my children to drug addiction. Mm. I have ones that didn't do any drugs, but then two of them. The oldest one was in heroin, and the youngest one was in meth. But they both converted. Thank you, Jesus. But I have my middle son, Roger. He got a divorce, and uh, he's been following this path in his drugs. Mm-hmm. And every time I see him... When he isn't as good, that I know that that's Roger. I go home crying because I thank my God that I see him as my son was. But there's been times when he's very belligerent, mean, says ugly things. So I've been praying a lot for him every day, every single day, every single night. I, I say the rosary. But sometimes I forget, and sometimes I not forget. Sometimes I keep in mind, um, is he ever going to get well? Yeah. Is he yeah. ever, am I ever going to see my son back normal? Yeah, yeah I, I hear you, Rosemary. And, I, and again, I hear the pain in, in your voice. And, you know, sadly, we're living in a culture today uh, that when we experience difficulties and experience pain, uh, we're, we're taught by this culture to cover it up. So uh, we cover our bodies with tattoos uh, to the point where you can't even tell what color the person is because we're covering up uh, uh, pain or trying to find meaning in our lives. Uh, sometimes that's drugs or, or out in your son's case is alcohol. So uh, I, I would draw an analogy with the prodigal son. Uh, the, the prodigal son is a, an amazing parable, uh, and it's a, but there's a part of it that I think people often miss because they they don't understand the Jewishness of it. So we all know the story. Um, you know the 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 the, he, the son gets the younger son gets his inheritance. He he spends it on um, wine, women, and song. He ends up in a pig pen. So we know because of the the dietary restrictions by Jews in the Book of Leviticus and also Book of Numbers um, that they couldn't eat pigs. Like pigs were considered filthy, disgusting animals. Uh, so Jesus says that he was in the, the, the younger son ended up working in a pig pen. But that, you know, that would have, you know, people say, oh, my goodness, you know, he's in a pig pen. That's disgusting. But the, the piece that Jesus adds to it uh, that people don't realize, he says, and he longed to eat the pods that fell from the from what the pigs are being fed. In other words, he longed to eat what the pigs ate. So it was bad enough that he was in the pig pen, but he also longed to eat what the pigs were eating. And what do pigs eat? Garbage. 
See, so, and I'm sure somebody uh, hearing that story probably got ill. Like, oh my goodness, my stomach, just to even think about that. But that was Jesus's point, that this young man was so far down, so far away from God. I mean, people listening to him with the visual in their head, they can't imagine anybody being lower in their life, being further away from God than this young man. But it was there in the pig pen that he discovers the only person that can help me right now is God. And so what we have to do, Rosemary, is pray for your son to get to the pig pen. Now, my guess is that your son has been in and out of rehab um, and it hasn't been working uh, because he hasn't come to realize that the only person that can truly help me deal with the pain that I'm trying to cover by using this alcohol is God. And once he realizes that, just like the young man in the parable, he makes his way back to back to the Lord. And so you have to, and it's going to be painful, Rosemary. It's, you're already going through pain now, but it's painful to watch our children suffer. But when he's in that pig pen experience, you pray for him, Lord, please get my son to the pig pen, because it's in that moment that he will realize that only God can help me, and then he will make the decision to turn back to God. No one's telling him what to do. No, one, and So you have to pray for that, and God is a God of miracles. God is a God that answers prayer. And um, and the, the other thing I would recommend to add to your prayer, Rosemary, is the uh, surrender novena. Um, I've been praying to surrender novena for two years now, and it's been uh, absolutely uh, amazing in my life. So it's called the Surrender Novena. It's a novena that was written by Padre St. Padre Pio's spiritual director. And and I pray that novena, I, I get to day nine, I start over the next day with day one. So I've been praying that that every, you know, every nine days for two for two years. Uh, and it's uh, really been a source of uh, encouragement and strength in my own life. So that's what I would recommend for you, Rosemary. Thank you, Deacon. I will. I will do. Like I said, I mean, I uh, I know my God hears my prayers because He done it with my other children. Yeah. But I don't know with Roger, uh, and he's the one. I, I, you know, we all have favorites on children, but. This son of mine, when Roger was sober, I could see the love that he had mm-hmm. for me. Yep. He was one of the, like a child loves their mother. I always saw that little child on him because I could see the way he loves me. Mm-hmm. And I still see it on him when he's at his worst and when he's at his good. When I really talk to him, he'll the last words that he'll tell me, I love you, Mom. But it breaks my heart that my son has not been able to. But I, I, I have hope. I know about the prodigal son. I know um, San Agustin with Monica. It's just that, you know, how we want things our way. And, and I understand that God has his way. So I agree with you in what you said that he hasn't gotten there at the pig's pen because sometimes I ask God help him to hate what he's doing. Yeah. And yeah. I think he's not there yet, but Yeah. 
Yeah, pray for him to get there. But like I said, as a mom, it's going to be painful because, you know, you don't know how, what that's going to look like in his particular life, how God is going to manifest that. But, but you got to pray for him to get there because that, you, you said it, that, that, the person that God created him to be, it's there. You see elements of it. You know, I love you, mom. And all, you know, you can see that in him. So what we have to do is trust God enough. Uh, to be able to unite his sufferings to Christ's sufferings, and and when he when he really makes that turn back to God, then what? Remember what the 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 father did in the parable. He ran to meet his son, you know, and that's something a father, especially a father whose son treated him the way he did, that would never happen in you know in, in Jewish real life. But Jesus made the point of how much God the Father loves us, that he's not going to wait for us to, to make our way back to him. When he sees us making the effort, then God will run to him and you will get your son back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Rosemary, You're most welcome. Yeah, Thank you so much. We put uh, Roger in the prayer book. God bless you. Thank you so much. We're getting ready to close this uh, special broadcast. We only have about a minute left, Deacon. So um, I wanted to just to share with you. Thank you to everyone that congratulated Deacon. I'm, I'm, you put a big smile on his face. And please make sure you tune in for his show coming up February 5th at 3 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And uh, thank you, Deacon, for making time um, uh, for all of us. And, and you, you were so gracious to do this. Thank you. Thank you. We told Cecil that she can now open the studio door and you can get, you can go back to, uh, what you need to do with your, the hotel and the, um, commitments that you have agreed to. So, uh, we just want to thank you. You're very, very special to us. We love you. We need your preaching and teaching during this time in our world and abundant blessings to you and your new show. Uh, we will be listening. So, uh, at, at this time, we only have a few minutes left. Would you please give us a blessing? for the day. Yeah, I want to thank you, uh, Debbie, for the gift of your friendship over the years and for everything you've done for Catholic Radio. And may Almighty God bless all of our listeners, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Deacon Harold Burke-Sivers. That's all for today, folks. Thank you for joining us for this exclusive broadcast on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Be sure to tune in tomorrow morning when we give you a behind-the-scenes sneak peak of morning joy where truth matters your new morning drive time show until tomorrow have a beautiful and blessed day we'll see you real soon Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas.
of the SALT community. This morning we celebrate the memorial of St. Anthony the Abbot. This morning's Mass is being offered for all of our listeners on Guadalupe Radio Network, for all of our online viewers, and for those here present. I sing the mighty power of God that made the mountains rise that spread the flowing seas abroad and built the lofty skies i sing the wisdom that ordained the sun to rule the day the moon shines full at his command and all the stars obey. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who brought the abbot St. Anthony to serve you by a wondrous way of life in the desert, grant through his intercession that denying ourselves we may always love you above all things. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Samuel. David spoke to Saul, Let your majesty not lose courage. I am at your service to go and fight this Philistine. But Saul answered David, You cannot go up against this Philistine and fight with him, for you are only a youth, while he has been a warrior from his youth. David continued, the Lord who delivered me from the claws of the lion and the bear will also keep me safe from the clutches of this Philistine. Saul answered David, Go, the Lord will be with you. Then, staff in hand, David selected five smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's bag. With his sling also ready to hand, he approached the Philistine. 
With his shield-bearer marching before him, the Philistine also advanced closer and closer to David. When he had sized David up and seen that he was a youthful and ruddy and handsome in appearance, the Philistine held David in contempt. The Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you came against me with a staff? Then the Philistine cursed David by his gods and said to him, Come here to me, and I will leave your flesh for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David answered him, You come against me with sword and spear and smiter, but I came against you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, that you have insulted. Today the Lord shall deliver you into my hand. I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will leave your corpse and the corpses of the Philistine army for the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Thus the whole land shall learn that Israel has a God. All this multitude, too, shall learn that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he shall deliver you into our hands. The Philistine then moved to meet David at close quarters, while David ran quickly toward the battle line in the direction of the Philistine. David put his hand into the bag and took out a stone, hurled it with the sling, and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone embedded itself in his brow, and he fell prostrate on the ground. Thus David overcame the Philistine with sling and stone. He struck the Philistine mortally and did it without a sword. Then David ran and stood over him. With the Philistine's own sword, which he drew from its sheath, he dispatched him and cut off his head. The Word of the Lord. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for battle, my fingers for war. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, my refuge and my fortress, my stronghold, my deliverer, my shield in whom I trust, who subdues my people under me. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. O God, I will sing a new song to you. With a ten-string lyre, I will chant your praises. You who give victory to kings, and deliver David, your servant, from the evil sword. Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus entered the synagogue There was a man there who had a withered hand. They watched Jesus closely to see if he would cure him on the Sabbath, 
so that they might accuse him. He said to the man with the withered hand, Come up here before us. Then he said to the Pharisees, Is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? But they remained silent. Looking around at them with anger and grieved at their hardness of heart, Jesus said to them, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately took counsel with the Herodians against him to put him to death. The Gospel of the Lord. <clears throat> One of the important elements of our human life and of our spiritual life is placing our emotions in a proper context. In fact, in today's gospel, we hear about Jesus looking around at the Pharisees with anger and grieving at their hardness of heart because he knew they were trying to set a trap for him and that their heart was not at all in the place of well-being for the man with the withered hand or for the people but rather it was to keep their position with control and ruling over people. Their intentions were one thing when their hearts were also in a bad place. And so we hear that Jesus looked at him with anger. For many people, they consider anger to be a sin. But we have to remember that anger is one of those analogous words which has two meetings which can be related to one another but which are distinct. And in the case of anger, we can speak of the emotion of anger, which is what Jesus experienced, and then we can speak about the sin of anger. Similarly, one could speak about the emotion of joy and one could speak about the gift of Holy Spirit of joy. Related, but again, a little bit different. Anger in the first place is a emotion which is part of our human constitution which means fundamentally it's going to be good. It's a part of who we are to have emotions. And anger is something that we experience when we perceive something wrong or something unjust. You know, for example, when we think of unborn babies being killed in our country or killed around the world, it is a proper response to experience the emotion of anger and to say it isn't right, it's unjust that innocent people should die. The emotion of anger is one thing. Where anger moves over and becomes a sin is when that emotion is used to then make a deliberate choice to do something which is wrong or sinful, such as to hurt someone, such as to speak a cruel, uncharitable word about someone, to have malicious thoughts about someone, to seek revenge against someone. All of those things are sins. But as a God-given part of our human constitution, the emotions are ultimately meant to be led by our intellect and will, that is by truth and love, and the emotions become a kind of storehouse of energy to spur us into action, but we have to use our intellect and will or truth and love to guide us as to what to do. And you notice here today, Jesus experiences in his humanity the emotion of anger, but what does he do? It doesn't cause him to commit a sin of anger, of course, that would be impossible for him, but rather 
the emotion of anger, then we hear Jesus went and said to the man, stretch out your hand. In other words, he takes that emotion and he does something positive with it. He tells the man to stretch out his hand, he heals him, and in so doing, Jesus is also trying to heal the Pharisees. He also wants their hearts to be softened. He doesn't like it that their hearts are hardened. And all of this ultimately is an action which he is working for the good. And similarly for us in our life, we can experience the emotion of anger over all sorts of things. Sometimes in married life, people can experience the emotion of anger over the things that their spouse is doing and it can bother them. Sometimes it can be even really bad in an act of betrayal or something like this. But we should always then remember, it isn't that you experience the emotion of anger, which is sinful or wrong, but the question becomes, what do you do with it? If you take that emotion of anger and you say, you know what, we really need to sit and communicate and talk about how we can improve things for the better, you've done something good. If you take that emotion of anger and say, you know what, I need to pray more, I need to make sure I have my source of peace in Jesus Christ, I need to pray for my spouse more, the emotion of anger is leading you to do something good. If on the other hand you go and you start lashing out and saying unkind things or going into silent mode and saying I'm not going to say anything to him again or to her again, that is now leading you to do something which is wrong. The emotion is a part of who we are. There's no button to press to say don't feel anger, don't feel this or don't feel that. But the question is always going to be do we allow the truth and love to then take our emotion and allow it to help us to do something good, something positive, something that will help us and that will help other people. I suppose in today's first reading, we can see David, he has instilled within him an unshakable confidence that God is at his side. And even though he goes up with the, goes up against the Goliath, the Philistine, who is much, much bigger than him, because of David's unshakable confidence in the Lord, he is filled with the emotion of courage, and it allows him to go forward and defeat Goliath. But there too, in David's case, it shows us if we are people filled with faith and filled with trust, it also then helps us to respond with the appropriate emotion, because again, truth, love, and faith wind up informing us even on an emotional level as to how to properly respond in different situations. Without faith, David would have been cowering in fear and running the other way. But in faith, in trust, David is filled with courage. He goes forward in full confidence that God is on his side and he is victorious. My brothers and sisters, our emotions are a gift which are part of our human constitution. They're part of being human, and today in the gospel and also in the first reading, we see that what we experience in our emotions is always meant to be guided by the truth and love to positive and good moral actions and not meant to lead us or to have us sink into sinful actions out of frustration. And so today, let us ask God for the grace that in particular, the things that maybe upset us in this world or rightly make us feel angry that we would always channel them to be forces that will lead us to doing good and loving acts. Amen.
Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for all bishops for their physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. We pray for our family, friends, and benefactors, for those who have asked for our prayers, for those listening on Guadalupe Radio and online, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association. We pray to the Lord. We pray for the souls of the faithful departed, remembering in a special way Walt Kruger. We pray to the Lord. And for those intentions that behold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May these offerings of our service placed on your altar in commemoration of St. Anthony be acceptable to you, O Lord, and grant that, released from earthly attachments, we may have our riches in you alone, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. <clears throat> Lift up your hearts. <coughs> Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. <clears throat> it is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for in the saints who consecrated themselves to Christ for the sake of the kingdom of heaven, it is right to celebrate the wonders of your providence, by which you call human nature back to its original holiness and bring it to experience on this earth the gifts you promise in the new world to come. And so with all the angels and saints we praise you as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is... <coughs> you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, and bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church. And graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, Qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. 
Agnostei, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. For those joining us online and through Guadalupe Radio, let us pray together the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness fails me never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine. Forever. <coughs> Let us pray. Nourished for our healing by your sacraments, O Lord, may we escape every snare of the enemy unharmed, just as by your grace. St. Anthony won glorious victories over the powers of darkness through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord. Hail, Holy Queen enthroned above. O Maria, O Mother of mercy and of love, O Maria, triumph all ye cherubim, sing with us ye seraphim, heaven and earth resound the hymn, Salve, 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 Regina.
Saint Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee, through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one, from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.